What's the word, everybody? Welcome back to the Fortunately Unfortunate Podcast. My name is Chris. I will be your host, your captain. I am the captain now, Captain Phillips, upon this journey on a boat taken over by Somali pirates. So everybody, um, I want to give you guys just a quick heads up that I'm still, you know, tweaking how I do these podcasts. So um, the regularity of them, you know, I mean, we're all regular. Hopefully we're eating our yogurt and our grain and whatnot. But um, I actually don't know what makes you regular, obviously. Maybe I should see a doctor. Um, but just the how often I put these episodes out. So far, about once a week has been a little bit more successful than I thought it was going to be. So maybe that's the new thing. But tell me what you guys think if you want it to be more often than once a week. Um, but let's get to the story for the day. So I want to take you guys back to a simpler time of wonder, of excitement, of potential for the future. And that year was 2012. Um, you know, we we were in a different time politically, economically, musically, foodily. I really don't know. You know, 2012 was actually not that long ago. But anyway, um, we're going to go back to that time because we're going to talk about my very first Warped Tour. For those who are not aware, um, Warped Tour is... It was, it's it's sadly over now, a traveling musical festival um, that featured mainly punk, metal, rock bands, stuff like that. Um, and they would go throughout the summer, uh, about 60 different groups would travel to different states around the United States, um, go to, you know, really dusty fairgrounds and set up six different stages, five or six, depending on the year, and and just play each, you know, each band only plays like four or five songs, but it's an incredible festival. It's a really, you know, teenage focused, but those of us who are just stuck teenagers mentally, it was a great place for us. This was my very first Warp Tour, was 2012, which some of y'all might find shocking um, because I had been to, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, what year? I was like 18 in my first Warp Tour. And, you know, most people are like 13 at their very first one. Um, but it was my first one because... I had been waiting for so many years for someone to go with me, um, and I could never find really like the t- the group that I I wanted to go with that re- we had like the exact same sense of music taste and whatnot. So when I turned eighteen, I was like, I'm just gonna go by myself because I just really want to go. So I go to Warp Tour. Um, at this time, I was not the metalhead that I am at the moment. I was more into like pop punk bands. Um, this year, exactly like. Exactly. (laughs) That makes sense. This year particularly is what I tried to say. Um, There were bands that I was really into, for example, um, All Time Low, We Are the In Crowd, Tonight Alive, New Found Glory, um, Yellow Card. There was a bunch of great bands that year. It really was like a stellar Warped Tour year. But I'm going to tell you guys about how I got sort of a different experience than most of the Warped Tour attendees that year. So, like I said, the main audience that they're trying to attract at Warp Tour is like 13-year-olds. So there's a lot of older fans that kind of can get access to things that teens can't. Back in the day, you know, Facebook um, in 2012 was still huge, but it was a little bit more um, connectable, if that's even a word, between bands and fans than I would say it is now. And in 2012, um, Two days before Warp Tour came to Salt Lake City, um, the band that I t- mentioned before, We Are the In Crowd, they put on their Facebook page, Hey, Salt Lake City, we are looking for anybody to help us set up posters before Warp Tour. 
Warped Tour in 2012, Salt Lake City was the very first stop, which is kind of weird. It's a landlocked state, and they should have started somewhere else. But we were the very first one. That that never happens in Salt Lake. So at Warped Tour, the very first show, you know, it's good because the bands have a lot of energy, and they're not, they're not really tired from an exhausting summer of touring. But there's also a lot of logistical errors that they haven't figured out yet. For example, who's going to hang up the posters all day? So they put on Facebook, if you have ever had team, you know, street team experience for a band, or if you've ever just tried to help out a band publicize themselves, please let us know. We would love your help. And they gave an email. And so I sent this person an email and I was like, yo, my name Chris. I really like the musics and I've hung up posters before. So talk to me. And they emailed me pretty soon and they were like, we would love your help. Here is the phone number of the band's touring manager. When you get to the fairgrounds that day, give him a call and he'll get you in early before they open the gates for anybody else. And I was like, (laughs) okay, you know, literally thinking this could be a great opportunity for me to get to help out a band and to get to learn more. Or I could get murdered today. You know, this could be the day that I die. Which, I was down for either. I mean, still am, whatever. So, uh, I get to the fairgrounds that day. My amazing parents drop me off. I I think they probably were worried that um, I was going by myself. That it was a hot day. You know, that I was going to get dehydrated. But then they saw that it was, like, mainly junior high kids that go to this. And they were like, oh, you'll be fine. Have fun. You know, they drove away. So, I walk up to a different entrance than everybody else was going to. And... I give this dude a phone call. You know, I I call him on the phone. He does not answer. And you have to understand, this was at a time when I did not understand I had anxiety, but I thought that everybody else thought the way I did, that you got very easily worked up and startled over stupid, stupid things. So this guy wasn't answering the phone, and I was terrified. My, my, My heart sunk into my butt, And all of a sudden, the whole world came crashing down because one phone call didn't get answered. So, being the annoying little butt face that I am, I just kept calling over and over again. I probably attempted calling him 50 times. That's not an exaggeration because I stood there calling, went to voicemail, hang up, call again, hang up, call again, hang up, call again. And that went for about 30 minutes. So that could be legit 50 missed calls. So no wonder, you know, if he, if he didn't answer the first time, he's probably like, who the fetch is calling me? So he finally answers and I say, Hey, my name's Chris. You know, I'm here to help set up posters for we are the in crowd. And he's like, Oh, dope. You know, sorry. I didn't answer my phone. He probably was like, I thought you were a serial killer. Golden state killer striking again in Salt Lake city. Um, but anyway, I digress. So he comes and he finds me. I think let's pretend his name was Micah and I'm not, you know, covering up his name for the sake of privacy. I have no freaking idea what his name was. So let's say Micah comes and finds me. He's a very nice guy. And he, we try to walk through security and the security guard stops me, puts his hand on my chest and he says, excuse me, but do you have any credentials to be, to go in early? And I said, you know, I'm 18 and I'm stupid and my anxiety is going crazy because I've never been to Warped Tour. I've never been early to Warped Tour and I've never helped a band that was more than a local band set up posters. So in my mind, when he said credentials, I don't know why, folks. Literally, I don't know why my brain thought of this, but I thought he meant, can I search your backpack? So I hold up my backpack (laughs) and he's like, no. I meant credentials (laughs) and I was like, and then my brain finally processed and I was like, Oh, you mean like a pass or anything? I, I don't have anything. And Micah was like, did nobody give you like a wristband or a pass? And I was like, no. 
And he was like, okay, I'll, I'll go do it. I'll take care of it. Thank you. So he walks away for not even a whole minute and comes back with a wristband that lets me in early. And which was great, which was incredible. So I, um, I go in early and I find the tent that they tell me to go to. And this really nice woman is like, um, Hey, you're here to set up posters. And I was like, I am. So she's like, here's like 50 posters. And there's the number 50 is getting used a lot today. Let's pretend it's like a sacred number, the number 50. So she was like, um, here's 50 posters. Here's a tape gun. You know, just don't tape it on anywhere. That's going to make people mad. And they expected this to take like about an hour. That's why they let me in an hour early. And so I, I taped them all up because they're posters. It's so easy. It's tape and posters. So I tape them all up, and that takes like 15 minutes. And I go back to the tent, and I was like, here you go. And they were like, great, that's literally all we needed. And I was like, There's not, is there anything else I can do for you, for the band, this band, We Are The In Crowd? And they were like, not really. So you can just hang out. Now, you got to understand, for like someone that grew up in that, you know, quote-unquote alternative music scene, like the Hot Topic music, the pop punk emo, um, metalcore, kind of that, that, that music of the, the mid and early 2000s, um, getting to be early at Warp Tour is freaking incredible because at Warp Tour, um, you know, it's, it's like building a city every single day. There's all these stages. Every single band has their own tent. And since there's over 60 bands, you know, it's like, it's like a it's like a flea market of band shirts and of of records and CDs. A lot of vendors go to sell stuff. And before the doors open for everyone to get there, the bands are out just walking around. So as I'm just walking around, sort of familiarizing myself with the territory so that way I know where to go, um I see I see bands that I am a fan of and I get too scared to talk to them because you know this was before I was confident in meeting people in bands. Well, I'm still not there. Oh, honey, I'm still such a wreck when I meet anybody in a band, but this was horrible. Like I had to summon all the courage that I have to even say, hi, I like your music. <laughs> Cause I, in my mind, they weren't normal people. These were like gods and deities of music of music. So I'm walking around. There's the band title fight. I'm walking around. There's the band fireworks. I'm walking around. There's the band tonight alive. And I'm like sweating because I'm like, oh my gosh, I would give anything to go and tell them how much I love their music. But it just, my brain and my body and my mouth were all not working at the same time. So <laughs> that's a weird sentence. Maybe I should never repeat that sentence ever again. <laughs> anyway, um, so I go and uh, I notice, you know, I have my watch on and I notice that the doors are going to be opening in about 15 minutes. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go towards the front, use the bathroom before everybody else has to, um, sort of familiarize myself with the schedule of when everybody's playing and what stage is all that good stuff. So as I'm walking towards the front of the fairgrounds, I look to my right and um, there is the band All Time Low and they're sitting at their merch table, their merchandise table. Merch. Do people understand that merch means merchandise? We're going to just call it merch from now on because everybody just calls it merch. Anyway, so there's All Time Low sitting at their merch table. I've been a fan of All Time Low since I was like 12. And, um, you know, this was, um, for anybody familiar with All Time Low, this was when they were still considered a pop punk band. They're just a pop band now. They're not even exciting anymore. They're not really that funny anymore. They used to be hilarious, sort of like the the two late 2000s Blink-182, but, like, with less talent and with less money. <laughs> but um, All Time Low was a big deal at the time. So 
I'm like, holy freaking crap, man. And I, I can't move. I stopped moving. I stopped walking. And I'm like, all time low is right there. They're right there, girl, Miss Thing. Okay, honey. My wig was flying, everybody. I could not keep my wig on. It was snatched for the gods. Like, I, I was freaking out. And so then I see all time low get up like to walk away. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't walk away. I want to say something to you. So what we do, this is a very strange stalker-ish game we play. Um, All Time Low starts walking. And I'm like, don't let go of this opportunity, Chris. So I follow them. (laughs) And not like inconspicuously, I creepily followed them for a good 200 yards of walking through different um, aisles of, of tents and around a stage. And But the whole time I'm keeping probably a 10, 15 foot distance from them. And I, I notice that they notice, I notice that they realize that I'm following them. So then the band all stops and, you know, like talks to each other really fast. And to, to make it less awkward, I walk a little bit farther and then I look down at my feet and I go, Chris, it's now or never. And then a voice in my head says, but what if they think you're weird what if they think that, you know, you can't speak and that you are such a weirdo or whatever? And I call that voice Brenda. And I say, Brenda, you shut the freak up right now because I'm going to go do this. So I walk over and I say, excuse me, <laughs> like, you know, like we're in a restaurant and I need one of their chairs or something like that. But I'm like, excuse me, are you, you know, I just want to tell you guys what a big fan I am. And they were so nice. They were like, oh, hey, dude, that's so nice of you to say. And I was like, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really, really excited to see you guys today. And they were like, well, we're excited to play. And then um, I was like, do you mind if we get a picture together? This was before smartphones were huge like they are now. So I still had like my digital camera. And they're like, absolutely, we can. Um, and we were all kind of standing in a weird position. And so their guitar player named Jack was like, I've got long arms. I'll hold it. And I was, I was, my hands were shaking so bad getting this camera out. And I, and, um, I made a joke that I was so nervous. I might poop myself and they laughed and they made jokes about pooping themselves too. And that made me actually feel really comfortable. Who would have thought that jokes about self-defecation are, are ways to relate to people. So we take this picture. I have this big goofy smile and they put their arms around me and I'm freaking out because I'm like, hi, you helped me get through junior high you know, I wanted to be like, you're, you're my saviors. You're the best people in the world. I'm, if I was a woman, I'd throw a bra at you right now. I didn't say that, but we got the picture. I said, thank you guys so much. You you know, you're, you're great people. Thank you again. And they said, you're welcome, man. Have a nice day. So then I like, you know, the, the rush of adrenaline is going crazy. And it was, it was an incredible warp tour. The rest of the day, I got to see some bands that I was just obsessed with. Um, for those curious, some of those bands that day that I was able to see were A Loss for Words, All Time Low, Tonight Alive, We Are the In Crowd, Taking Back Sunday, and The Used. What a great year of Warp Tour that was. Um, in fact, I stood in a line to get something signed by All Time Low. Uh, it was a, like one of my old CDs and I asked them to sign the case. And when I went up to say hi, they all remembered me and they were like, Hey dude, how was the day? And I was like, it was good. And they were like, well, thanks. Cause you were the very first person we took a picture with today. And this is the first stop of Warp Tour. So you're the very first picture we took on Warp Tour. 
And I was like gushing. I was like, oh, thank you so much. You know, trying not to freak out. But it really was just such a, like such a cool thing for me to be able to meet a band that I was obsessed with at the time that I really did have a good connection with. And they were nice. You know, honestly, I have been able to meet a lot of people from bands that I listen to, which is such a cool thing. And not all of them are nice. You know, sometimes they are a little bit big headed or they can be a little bit too mean. So it was really cool to be able to meet someone that was nice. Now, I bet you're saying to yourself, self, what do we take away from this lesson? Well, that is the next section of the podcast. What are the three lessons we take away from meeting all time low at Warped Tour? First lesson to take away. I've talked about this before in this podcast, but I want to reiterate it. Seize the moment when you can. You know, this, they put out on Facebook for this band, We Are The In Crowd. We just need someone to set up posters. Now, um, I may not have realized all the benefits that came along from setting up posters. I got to go in early to Warp Tour. You know, let's imagine... I'm just I'm just ballparking here. I really don't know the numbers. But let's imagine 10,000 people went to Warp Tour that day in Salt Lake City. I was less than a fraction of a percent of someone that got to go in early and to help create Warp Tour. I got to participate in setting up something that is so important to people and such a good experience for so many people. And so when when something comes along that you have a chance to participate in that maybe you don't know if you're qualified for or maybe you don't know if it's the right thing for you, whatever, seize it, try it, and throw yourself out there and be willing to say, hey man, I can set up posters. It might come with something really cool with that. Or I can be able to do this job. I may not have a ton of experience, but I would love to learn and I think I'd be a good asset. Put yourself out there for the world to see and take those moments when they come. Second lesson that we can take away from this, sort of a you know subset of the first lesson, but when the moment is happening for you to be part of something cool and you're nervous, that's the time to do it. You know, you, everybody that has a heart gets nervous. <laughs> you know, we, we all imagine that you don't get nervous because you're confident in this way. This person's great at public speaking, so they must not get nervous. This person's really good flirting. They must not get nervous. That's a lie. Everybody gets nervous about something. But when you get nervous about something, that shouldn't be your deter from doing it unless it's you know dangerous for your health. But sometimes it's good to do things that make you nervous. It's good to push yourself out of your comfort zone because then you you overcome that fear. You know, my fear of meeting bands literally was overcome by meeting All Time Low. It was a really big deal for me and I, I really got to expand my my personality, my brain, my heart, my butt, you know, all that stuff. I got to expand it just because um, I was... In, I absolutely could have just walked away. I could have just walked away and not gotten nervous and not had to go through that mental torture that it is to have nerves. But I didn't. I I was willing to, um, to work through that moment. And the third thing I want us to take away that's sort of um, an opposite thought of an old adage, the old adage being never meet your heroes, my thought is why not try to meet your heroes? You know, it's, we often think that the people that we are, we are appreciate, whether that, you know, whether it is a band, like I love talking about bands, but other people, you know, are not into music the way I am. So whether it's a, someone that's an athlete, whether it's a professor, whether it's a scholar, whether it's an astrophysicist, whether it's Britney fetching Spears, whatever, like 
a lot of people, there's that adage, don't meet your heroes because they're going to disappoint you. But I just think they're a human as well. They grew up, they had to, you know, learn how to walk just like I learned how to walk. They had to get criticized for wearing socks with sandals, whatever. Like they're a human as well. And you know what? There are some jerks out there for sure, but it's not going to hurt you to walk up to it. If you ever get a chance to meet one of your heroes to say, Hey, I really appreciate the work you've done. Cause it's helped me feel confident or inspired me to do something. Like I said, not everyone's going to be nice. You're not going to ever like, you may not make best friends with your heroes, but it will do something for you to tell someone what an impact you've had on, they've had on you. And it actually does something for them. You know, I've been able to, since this experience, I've been able to meet lots of people's in, people in bands and say, I'm really grateful for your music. I, it's, it's helped me a lot and it's made me feel better. And sometimes they just nod and they go, thanks, man. That's really cool of you. Hope you have a good day. And I've had people genuinely, sincerely say, wow, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, and I hope that I can keep doing this for you, and I hope that you can do that for somebody else. So really, don't be afraid to talk to your heroes about what they mean to you and what what you can do for them. And that hero might even be someone you know now. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. Just make sure that your heroes are that to you, that they stay heroes. Everybody, that is today's episode of the Fortunately Unfortunate podcast. You know, I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. Um, We have social media pages dedicated to this podcast. There's a Facebook page. There's an Instagram account. Um, I wish we were on LinkedIn or MySpace or um, GeoTags. I don't know. I don't even know what that last one meant, everybody. I'm so sorry. Forget I even spoke. Um, But once more, I I try to make this interactive. I post memes. I post art, the stupid little cartoons I draw. This one will probably actually be the picture I took with All Time Low. That might be a lot of fun. Let's do that. Um, I'll I'll post the picture that I met with All Time Low on this one. Great. Beautiful. Stunning. Um, So make sure you're paying attention to uh, my my, my social media accounts. And um, once more, I I love feedback. I'm so, so grateful for the, the people that listen to this that actually do give me feedback. It, you would not believe how much it helps. Um, and I'm really grateful for those that are willing to reach out that I either know really well or maybe we knew each other in the past or that I've never met before. I'm really grateful for all of the feedback. Um, so make sure you guys are listening and make sure that you're telling me what I could do better. I'm happy to hear so. Everybody, hope you have a fantastic day, evening, um, dinner, whatever point of the day you're listening to this, and that you look for those opportunities to be fortunate in unfortunate events.